Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I was reading this weekend. <laughs> mama, mama. Guys, nah, it doesn't taste like dirt. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium, ladies and gentlemen. I'm wondering, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world, politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, pull up a chair. Ooh, we love you, Bruce Adventure Podcast. Uh, today I'm taking only cash. Today I'm trying to make it last. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocket and the brew. What happened to you? I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, yo? What up? Hi. <laughs> uh, yo, yo, sometimes sometimes I feel like you just lose what's happening. What just happened just now when you turned the music off? It was like you was like thinking about what you should do. No, I was looking at I was looking anyway, at my board. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here. I'm the producer and I'm doing it on producing over here here you go now you, you want to just brag about what you do <laughs> it's fine uh, i'm, I'm just happy to be back yeah i'm trying to make the levels right you know, make sure they look right on the board on the yeah that's all so i'll be looking around just okay. making sure i don't want to be like okay. I, on our, our our tiktok joint where it was like hit we do an hour hour show <laughs> and i forget to hit record we don't want that happening so i gotta make sure all these things oh, are red <laughs> Yeah, it definitely has happened, and that sucks. I don't know what an hour. I was exaggerating. Might have been. No, like, it was. It was. A, it was a long time. Like Fifteen though. minutes, maybe. As if that. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Yo, one thing I do want to say is that I'm happy to be back. I got away from that weird guy from last week. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. It was, yo, it was hard. It was definitely hard to do, but I did get away. Um, and he didn't take nothing from me. Only thing that he, I didn't get to taste. The beer that he had, but other than that, I don't care because only had one. And he took it, so yeah. But I got away. I won. I'm here. I told, man, they can't stop me, man. Well, they can't stop. Well, the snatch. I guess you were you lost. You oh for one, man. I guess uh, so. oh, oh for one. He he gonna keep trying though. Probably yeah. he gonna get some sucker. Yeah, well, hopefully not, not me. anybody. He ain't gonna on bruising and bear the podcast. I hope nobody here. Hope. He just didn't get this sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you, sucker. No, um, that's how he said it. That's what. He, that's how he said it. Yeah, he said, "I'm gonna get you, sucker," and he grabbed me. Oh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> cool. what? Uh, all right. Uh, this is uh, this is episode two thirty four of Bruising Barrington Podcast. And if it's your first time listening, um, what's going on? How y'all doing? I'm glad you are here. With us this afternoon, this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening or uh, watching. Um, if you are uh, fellow bruisers or bruisettes, um, hey, glad you're still with us for episode 234. Because uh, we're just going to jump uh, right in it because uh, we do have a, a great guest with us uh, this afternoon, this morning, this evening. Um, uh, started out in tech, serial entrepreneur, 
uh, franchise E er I don't I don't know is it franchise or franchise E franchise list <laughs> a franchise list I don't think that's it. Don't that, that's, that's terrible <laughs> that's horrible but actually no that's actually like a franchise evangelist like so it could work I mean if we had a capitalist on here and they you know what I'm saying yeah but even Same if thing. but even if it's not even correct but a French 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 evangelist would be <laughs> be good because you like you preaching about the, the pros of being a franchiser or E. I think E is the person that is buying a franchiser from the franchise, I guess. We'll find out more about it. We'll uh, find out. <laughs> uh, so so I'm making up shit and find out. Yeah, huh? how about that? Without <laughs> <laughs> further ado, I want to bring uh, Chris Wilson uh, of, um, damn, I lost his, uh, well, he'll tell me all about it uh, on the Hoop Podcast. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's happening? It's funny how we act like we couldn't find out what it's really called. Like we just went made up shit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do. Uh, welcome to the pro- uh, podcast. Um, we are glad you are here. Uh, and I, I I had it in my notes, but now but my notes is uh, a lot. But what is the um your, the organ- <laughs> what is the name of your um consulting business? Oh, Legacy Franchise Ventures. Legacy Franchise Legacy Ventures. Franchise. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got that in in the beginning. But before we get into all that, we always like to know what everybody is drinking on. So what are we drinking today? And we always start with our guests. So Chris, what are you drinking today? Well, today I'm sipping on a uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA out of Belgium. And then I have, on the other side, I have a little Uncle Neris that I'll be uh, chasing that back with. Oh. All right, that's a that's a wait, that's wrong backwards. You're gonna chase the the beer with Uncle Neris? Yeah, that, hey, that's, it was Uncle Neris whiskey. Yep, that's a weird uh, chaser. <laughs> that's, that's a, <laughs> what you gonna chase the whiskey with? That, my, more, more beer. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea, but. <laughs> On that Voodoo Ranger, what's what's uh, Voodoo, Voodoo Ranger's uh, ABV? ABV. Uh, let's see. Man, you know I'm getting old. I can't look at stuff no more, man. <laughs> you need some. You need some readers. <laughs> yeah, I need some readers. Let me put my readers on. We go seventy percent. Yeah. Man, this is high ABV. Mm, shout out to uh, New Belgium and their uh, Voodoo Ranger series. Um, yeah. Shout out to Uncle Nerds too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it was the first, it was one of the first black uh, owned uh, whiskey companies. Shout out to uh, yeah. I just saw on Instagram they um they're doing a scholarship for HBCUs, giving writing big checks across the country, man. So nice. Um, yeah, grab a bottle of Uncle Nerds. Yeah, I got I got a bottle up up on my shelf. I'm not a big whiskey drinker, but because I wanted to support, I just yeah. grabbed me one. There you I go. got some too. I got some too. Um, sure. All right, yo, what you drinking on? So from because we went to add, like, what was that last week weekend before last weekend before last weekend before last. So we yeah yeah. yeah so last we went week. to attic. I grabbed this. From, was it last week? I don't know. I'm confused, man. This whole ever since the New Year's, I've been confused about the days and times and everything going on in my life currently. I I'll, I'll catch up. 
at some point. Or you were snatched, so that's that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yo, I had a hard life, man. This yeah. this is hard out here. Yeah. But we went to Attic Boring up in Philly, which is our, our people's. Um, yeah, and I got this uh, separate pass, Baltic Porter from there. And so, you know, it's a, this is what it looks like in the, in the glass. Nice, dark uh, beer. And it's all roasty and caramel flavor. It got that good, uh, it just tastes like a, I mean, it tastes like a dark beer. Like, you know, them roasty malts and, and, and that uh, burnt caramel flavor to it. That's what it is, burnt caramel. Mm. But it's delicious. Like, I would, I would definitely get another one of these. You know, pass me another. Now, one thing I can say is that I have no idea what the ABV is on this thing, unless you know, like, right offhand. Do you know? I'm going to go. It has to be. Um, it was not as high as the first one, so it's like 12. I think it's like 12%. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. 12%. I, I think so. I got I think... shit to do later. I'll be asleep, fucking with this. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Chris. You're going to be laid up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think because I think their anniversary porter was like 14, so I think that was a little lighter. But it was that was like barrel age, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's like between 10 and 12, it's around that area. Okay, I'll try, I'll just sip it. It's good, but I'm gonna just try to sip it. Try <laughs> all right. <laughs> what, what, what you drinking on? I'm actually drinking on, and uh, and I it was funny, in honor of folks who are holding down uh, dry January. I'm actually th- drinking from Athletic Brewing. There it is. I can't. They're the Athletic Brewing. They're uh, golden, upside down Dawn Golden uh, L. I guess it is. Um, or is it a lager? I don't. I can, but there it is, nice and clear. Um, and my uh, Bruising Banter uh, taster. Uh, this is, has less than five percent alcohol. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be good later. <laughs> so so, so Af- Athletic does make beer with um, alcohol in it. Well, they. I don't think it has it has enough to say they can. It's NA. It's enough. It's low enough. Really? Yeah. So so wait. So it's because there's actual beers that aren't considered non-alcoholic beers that are low ABV. Yeah, but this has like less than 05 percent. Oh, less than 05 Okay, yeah. I thought you were saying five percent. Yo, but that's crazy though. Like I, I'm never going to drink those. That's actually delicious. Because the point of me drinking a beer is so I could taste the beer and get the buzz. Oh, that's your point? I'll say I, the flavor sometimes yeah. is delicious. This is a nice, um, malty, oaty uh, flavor. It's, it's, it's real. Actually, this is a lot. Of, Athletic makes some of the best non alcoholic beers. Like when you, when you think of non alcoholic, you think of those ones that first came out years ago. I can't remember what they were. They yeah, were trash, too. Yeah. <laughs> These have flavor, and I wasn't even really in the beer back then. But they were—I knew that was trash. That was not good. Yeah, this but, has, but the, the ingredients: water, malted barley, oats, hops, wheat, and yeast. That's it. It's just nice, clean, forty-five man, calories be, if you on into that as well. Yo, know, I'd be sitting there with Chris dumping that Uncle Nearest into the beer. I'm like, what? I don't want this. And then stir it up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get it. Like, people trying not to drink this month. But, like, to me, that's, like, gateway to drinking. Like, if I have one of those and it doesn't do what I, like, what normally happens to me, I'm going to go grab a beer. 
Well, this is for people who are, are, are intentionally trying not to drink alcohol, but they still love beer or they like the, the conversation that happens around beer. Um, this is definitely a good option if you like, hey, I'm going to a party, people are drinking, and I, I want to hang out, but I don't want to partake. You bring you an athletic or any NA because a lot of breweries are starting to or make have an NA option in their brewery. This is uh, a good option. Yeah, I get it. I get it, but not for me. It's flavorful, tasty. I, I'm gonna say, pass me another shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to Attic uh, Brewing and uh, what they doing up there in uh, Athletic, not Attic. So. I, I said, I said, I said, Attic. Oh, oh, Attic, Athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Or maybe I'm already drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I needed to drink something else. I drink early. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's all these A's. Athletic, athletic, so athletic brewing. Shout out! And uh, I think they're in Connecticut, but I think this is brewed in San Diego. I think I saw. So I think they're based out of, uh, yeah, Milford, Connecticut, and San Diego, California. And two percent of all sales go to restoring local trails. So uh, shout out to them. They're trying to give back uh, in their, uh, well, athletic uh, is in their title. So they want you to get out there hiking and riking and biking, hiking and biking. Hope you I think, yeah. I, <laughs> I think that, I, I think, but I think why that's not for me is because one, I don't drink that much. Right. And so when I drink, I want the buzz. So it's like people do have their little dry seasons, but my season dry a lot because I don't drink that much. It's just that when we go to like a brewery or something, I'll have some a beer and then Sunday I'll have a beer. But like throughout the week, I don't really I don't drink. I mean when you're knocking back three ten percenters, you're probably good for two weeks. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> You might be right though. When I go in, when I go in, I go in. But when I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Uh, well, let's everybody has something to take in as we uh, understand what the difference between being an entrepreneur and a franchise e is, and all that good stuff. So, uh, and then just you can give us uh, the rundown of who you are, Chris, and uh, how you got to where you are. What what your impetus in starting to get in. To be an entrepreneur, and then what you just say the impetus. The, the way imp- start, yeah. What? <sighs> Stop <laughs> using that word, man. Tell <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Lou Belgium because he would have said the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the catalyst. What, what was the catalyst, or the what made you pivot from tech to uh, franchise? Is that better? Pivot like that. <laughs> Y'all niggas went to college. I didn't. So stop, using, <laughs> stop using those words with me, man. Uh, so without further ado, we want to give the floor to uh, Chris Wilson. And uh, like they say, the proverbial floor is yours. Man, I appreciate you fellas for having me on. Um, I guess be brief background, I went to Rutgers University, uh, graduated with a degree in information technology, um, started in corporate America, Things were going smooth until I got tapped in on my shoulder and got laid off one morning randomly, right? Um, and that was kind of what kind of, you know, hit the fire. So at the time, I didn't have any kids. I wasn't married. So it was a pretty seamless transition. But I kind of thought, like, I don't like the way that felt. I don't want that to ever happen again. So I started researching franchises. Um, I guess back in the day when I was in high school, my first job was 
Yeah, remember Carvel Ice Cream Bakery? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Ice cream yeah. store, yeah. right? We still got so, 14- yeah, see, you know, y'all in the Northeast, so you know Carvel. Some other parts of the country, they're like, hey, what was that? But yeah, my first job was at Carvel. So I worked there in high school. And what I found was that the dude that owned it was like 30 years old. And I was like, I didn't know you could own a business that early. And so I started asking some questions, trying to figure out how he did that. Right. And what I found was that his father was rich. His father owned a chain of jewelry stores. And when his kids turned 30, he would gift them a business. And basically oh, tell them like, listen, you you off you off my payroll now. You don't have your shot. If you take it and do well, the world is yours. If you run it into the ground and end up broke, I gave you my shot, right? So I thought that that was super dope. I went back to my dad like, hey, can you buy me a franchise? And he was like, boy, you can't get out my face. <laughs> So the dude, the, the the father, he owned a chain of jewelry stores. My father did not own a chain of jewelry stores, so things was a little different. My father did well, but not not that well, right? So I had to figure out another way, um, and I met a, a good friend of mine, my mentor to this day, and he was in franchising, and I just got frustrated one day. It was like a Sunday afternoon. Um, my team wasn't playing, so I didn't care about interrupting his football game, so I called him up like <laughs> – you know, hey man, what's going on? I, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but I, I want to get in the franchise. And like, you know, I, and I always thought you needed a million dollars, right? That was just a number that I had in my head. And so yeah, well, I said, remind I, me to come back to that when we, when you get back. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't have, a, I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't want to waste your time. I don't have a million dollars. You know, is it even worth us having a conversation? He was like, well, I'm not going to talk to you now because he's a big uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And uh, he was like, my Steelers is playing, but call me tomorrow and we could chop it up. Right. And that was like a life changing conversation right there, man. He he just opened the door to so many different things. Um, and then I went through the process and ended up uh, investing in a franchise. And it's just been, you know, pedal to the metal since. Nice, nice. So that that's go ahead, Rob. Well, I was thinking. So that so you first got introduced to franchises because when you worked at Car Car Carvel, Carvel, yeah, how we say it. Um, but then I guess once, uh, I guess you got laid off. Then you said, "Huh, let me look at franchises." And that 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 was that's how it kind of worked. So what what was the yeah? Uh, so what was your when you so when you had the conversation, what did you learn to say? Yeah, now I want to start this. Um, this franchise. Then yeah. what did he say that was like, yeah, I'm in. You had you going, yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> well, number one, you know, I always thought, and we a lot of us do, um, I always, you know, I'm thinking immediately about like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A, right? Those are the franchises right. that we think about. Um, McDonald's, you gotta have a million dollars cash, right? Right. Um, you know, the net worth requirements for those types of franchises are are significant. And there's um you know, some of them you need food experience, which I didn't really have, right? Working at Carvel doesn't count as like running a restaurant per se, right? So, um, but what he did was he opened my eyes to just how many different industries there are in franchising, right? So there's some stuff that we don't think about from, you know, automotive to senior care to, you know, insurance. Man, there's a franchise that comes and sprays my backyard for uh, mosquitoes, right? right so right. there's so many different industries out there, so many different investment levels, which to me is the most important, right? Like sometimes you got to work your way up to that million dollar business if that's what you're shooting for. And so he was able to show me that, hey, listen, based on what you have and what you're willing to spend um, and your skill set, this is these are some options that might be a good fit for you, right? So when he presented those, I was kind of like, oh, not not McDonald's, like right? it's not what I thought it was going to be, but 
I could make some money and 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 keep my job, which was my goal at the time. So it just kind of fit, right? It, it was it was what I was looking for. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yo, so so when I say make sure I come back to that, like because a lot of people when it get gets into any type of business, their mindset is like, uh, how much money do I need to have? I need to be already have money to get money because that's what a lot of people say. You got to spend it to get it. So yeah. like when you said that uh, you didn't have a million dollars to start like a franchise, like what, what were you looking at? Like as far as an amount that you needed, is it in the thousands or I guess it depends on the franchise, I guess. Yeah. It totally depends on the franchise, but I've seen franchises as low as, you know, 40, $50,000 to up above a million. So I kind of say it's just like buying a house, right? If you go to a realtor and say, I want a house, they're going to ask you, well, how much you want to spend? You want a shack for $70,000 that you got to, you know, put some work in, or you want a multimillionaire mansion that, you know, looks baller from the, from the door. Right. So it's about getting in where you fit in. So I I think it's the same thing for business. Right. So for me, I know I, I didn't have a bunch of money. I had probably a couple hundred grand saved up in like my retirement. And so I was able to use some of that get a business loan, slap those two things together. Boom. There we go. So um, I'm curious to know what, what was your first uh, franchise? Now I'm not going to tell you, man, you're going to laugh at me, man. It was that we, we on this beer podcast talking about all this stuff, but it was a Pilates studio. Okay. Ironically, man. Was, yeah. Okay. Man, in the fitness world. And it's, you know, I guarantee you that I did not wake up and say, I want to run a Pilates studio. But when we kind of right. looked at like what could fit, what was in my price range, what I thought made sense, that was the one that kind of stuck out. And that's the one I went after. No, no, you and I teaching them Pilates? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And, and that, that speaks to the type of franchise, right? So there's some franchises where as a business owner, you'll never do any of that day-to-day operations. You know, you're going to pay the bills. You're going to run payroll. You're going to hire people. You're going to make like management decisions. But the last thing you want to do is see me teach a Pilates class. So <laughs> I, I, I saved the membership from that, you know? All right. Actually, hey, some, a lot of people drink beer go to uh, do Pilates. I've seen them all the time. I mean, you got to like, earn your work for your beer and earn your beer right. and all that stuff and, uh, uh, and good stuff. So, I mean, we wouldn't laugh at yeah. you because of uh, choice. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it must've worked out for you if you continued on to, like so we can't laugh at that because it was right. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, right? When he first told me about it, I like literally, I'm not even you're gonna think this is a joke, but all I knew about Pilates was the Kanye line. Remember, he was like, All the Mokalates, you gotta do Pilates. That's literally all I knew about Pilates. So I like I had to look it up and I'm like, um, it's funny, they like doing the process, you know, if things are going well, they'll fly you out to their headquarters to like meet you face to face to make sure that um you know, you are who you say you are and just so you could get more information. And I remember going, but my, I, I was like, I'm not doing this. Like I, I'm just going to go because number one, they're paying for the trip. Right. <laughs> number two, I like to travel. I get to see a part of California I never saw before. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to go that way. When um, I find something I do like, like a boxing gym or a brewery, like I'll know what questions to ask. Like that's literally why I went on the right. trip. And then when I got out there and I just started getting more information and and it was dope too because they had us on um, a nice little party bus, 
and we would go from like location to location and you'd pull up at a location and 12 women would walk out and 12 women would walk in. There's 12 people in the class mm. and they're smiling, buying apparel. And I started doing the math and crunching the numbers. And I'm like, right. wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like they, they, they got something special here. And, I, um, and so when I came, I remember flying back to Florida from Cali and the whole time on the flight, I'm like, I'm going to go and tell my wife that we should invest in a Pilates studio. Like she's going to think I'm insane. Like, so I was like, I got to have like my ducks in a row. I'm, yeah. I'm coming up with like all of these like reasons for how to do it. And six hours on the plane. And all I came up with was babe, I think we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my pitch. And luckily, luckily she was like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, Work okay, like how, and then we just had to figure the rest out. But that's that's literally how it happens. So sometimes I tell people, like the business that you want is not going to be wrapped up in like the shiny bow the way you think it will be. But if it checks all of the other boxes, like take a shot at it. Nice. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. I I, I still don't know what Pilates is though. <laughs> like I know it's a type of like exercise, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know what's what's the difference like between that stretches. and yoga. It's like deep stretches, right? So it, it is it is deep stretches. It's a full body workout. They have two types of Pilates. There's one that's just done on a mat, which is just all you. And then there's what's called reformer Pilates, which is on a machine. Right. And um, right. it looks kind of intimidating, but it like it's a great workout. Like once you figure out like what, what to do and how to do it and you have an instructor that teaches you. So it's a 50 minute class, full body workout. I mean, you leave there feeling fantastic and whatever you do next, like you'll, you'll be good at it. So like if you're a runner, you play basketball, I'm sure like LeBron and all these, like Pilates is now becoming like a household name. Um, but athletic people, especially um, it helps with their core strength. It helps with their flexibility and it just allows them to do whatever they do at a high level. Man, I just think uh, when I hear Pilates, I won't be honest. Mm -hmm. I think of white women in tights. <laughs> And Starbucks. <laughs> You're not wrong, right? You're not wrong. That's that's how it was for a while. So funny, the guy that invented it was a, um, he was jacked. If you look it up, his name is Joseph Pilates. And uh, he was um, like around the time of the war, he was responsible for healing the soldiers when they were, they came back from battle and they were, mm. and, and he had this, he had this crazy idea to um, put like some like, um, you know, stretchy stuff on a machine and help them move. And he, he found out that the people that moved as opposed to just laying in the bed healed faster. Right. Mm. And so it just became a thing and he kind of turned it into this massive thing. But his first Pilates studio was right next door or above a ballet studio. And so a lot of the ballerinas just took a liking to oh, it, which is why we have that connotation that, you know, we think that it's for women and it's not for us. And like, so you got to get that out of your head if you're going to try it. Um, but that's how it started. So you're, you're not wrong. It, it was geared towards white women at Starbucks and some leggings. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like any good, um, so like any good chef, they got to taste their food. So did you, you had, you went to Pilates, I guess. Yeah. So, so when I went out there to California, that was the first time I ever physically walked into a Pilates studio and they, they sat us through a class, like a, a 30 minute class. And at the time I was, I was in pretty good shape. And when I tell you that 30 minutes, <laughs> tore you up, huh? did your boy in bro. Like it was, <laughs> I noticed because like when you, when you, you could be in shape, but if it's not something that you did, that you haven't been doing, then it's a right. totally different beast. Yo, that's the crazy part. And you know, man, like most of us, like, you know, we're not doing, we'll, we'll, we'll hit that bench, you know, we'll right. run on that treadmill, we'll do curls, right. The arms is looking good. Like, me personally, like the stomach, I'm like, eh. 
(laughs) (laughs) So that core strength is just something that we're not into. And it's a different type of workout. Like you can't beast your way through it. Like it's all about doing it slow and doing it the right way. And it's like, I I don't want to make it sound boring because it is a good workout. And there are different types of Pilates where some of them are like real intense. You'll be sweating, dripping. And some of them like you won't move but five inches in the whole class and really concentrate on some like, um, um, like concentrate on the movement and all of that. And so it, it, it's good, man. And I started doing it for a while and uh, it was cool. And I, I still do it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it, you said this was in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could see that in California. Right. So the funny thing is at the time, um, you know, their headquarters were in California. So that's where most of their locations were. And I was really, worried or curious as to if that would work here right like i live i live in orlando which isn't like miami right you know we got disney world and stuff like that like when you hear miami you hear la you hear you think of the same thing orlando you don't get that same thing so i was a little nervous about if it would work here um but through part of the process of franchising you talk to people across the country that are running this business and there was this lady in uh birmingham alabama Mm. and, and like Right. See, <laughs> and I got on the phone with her and we started talking numbers. And when I tell you she was smacking it, like she was hitting out of the park. And I was just like, if she could do it in Birmingham, Alabama, right. I know I could get it done here in Orlando. But I think of Pilates, I, I would never think of Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> ever. Right. And so now, I mean, that, that company at the time, they had like 120 locations across the country. Most of them were in California. Um, and now they have like 700 um, locations across the country. I mean, oh, in oh, wow, just wow. about every state. So that's just how much it's grown in the last couple of years. Nice. Mm. Uh, so I'm curious to know. So when you decided, yeah, maybe. So I guess did you did you decide that you no longer wanted to be a franchiser? So you wanted to, you wanted to help people, guide people to do it. So did you? Mm. When, when did you decide that? Like, hey, maybe I like the business, but I don't want to act. I like rather teaching. Yeah, actually doing. So so hold on, hold on. But before you answer that question, because mm-hmm. now I'm confused because what Robert just said, like because you because you, so when you franchise, you were saying you you were in charge of the numbers and and all that background stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what's the difference of being an entrepreneur and and being a in a franchise, like being a franchiser or what is it, franchiser? Yeah, so. The franchisor is the company. The franchisee is the investor. Like, so I was a franchisee. Yeah. Okay. You're a franchisee. But so I'm what's the difference? an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is just a, someone who's in business for themselves. So franchisees are a type of entrepreneur. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's, there's no real difference there. Um, now I, I still, so what happened was like, I posted that I was making this investment on, on Facebook, like after, you know, on social media, like told friends and family and, people were just like mind blown, like, oh my God, you invested in a franchise. How did you do that? And I was kind of like, well, it wasn't that hard, right? Like, but, but people were, and I shouldn't, it, like, it was hard, but it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't like, I, was mind say, I hate for people that did it say, oh, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> Cause you're done. <laughs> right. So, so that's what it was. I was like, I love teaching people, right? So anyone that was interested, I'm like, yo, let's have a conversation. I don't know everything, but I'll show you what I know. And we'll carve out a way for you to do something similar. Right. And so that just became, so what happened, the, the guy that, um, that introduced me to the Pilates opportunity, he was what you call a franchise consultant. So he researches uh, franchises, all different types, all different uh, models. And then he helps his clients. He guides them through that process like he did for me. 
And so when we got done, I like I like connecting people, right? Like if I know that you like beer, I'm gonna be like, hey, try this one. You know what I mean? So um, anyone that I talked to that was interested in franchising, I just sent over to him if they were, you know, if they were qualified and were serious about, you know, getting some information. And so one day he called me like, hey, man, like you're doing a better job of vetting these people than some people that get paid for. He was like, you should totally think about being a franchise consultant. And at the time, I'm like, nah, I'm still working full time. And now I'm trying to build this Pilates franchise that I just invested in. So now's not a good time. Like I don't, I don't have any more room on my plate right now. Well, a couple months later, business is up and running. I get laid off again from work. Right. <laughs> like sides. Right. So this is, so I didn't even tell you this part. So I closed on my business loan to, to do this investment and I got laid off the very next morning. That was layoff right. number two. Right. Exactly. And so now I'm like, yo, I got this business loan. I need to make money like right now so that I could pay my bills and, you know, get this business up and running. So I went back to work and then um, the business opened. Things started going well. You know, like don't let anyone tell you that like you get like successful overnight. Like it's a grind. Right. Just like this podcast. You're not going to have a million, um, you know, followers in one night. Like it takes time to get up to that business is the same thing. But so a couple months after that. I got laid off for the third time. And that's when I was kind of like, man, I like baseball. Three strikes, I'm out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That ain't for you. Right. (laughs) And that's funny. Like, I called one of my boys and I told him, I was like, man, I just got laid off. He's like, man, Chris, I love you, but I'm tired of hearing this. Like, he was like, when you, when you go, he's like, you know, I'm trying to be there for you, but when you gonna realize like that, maybe that just ain't, you know, what was supposed to be done for you. And I was like, hmm. So I called my boy back. And I was like, you remember a couple months ago when you told me I should be a franchise consultant? Yeah, we need to have a, a serious conversation about that. And then, so that was about five years ago. And I started my consulting firm and been helping people do that ever since. Nice. I'm just sitting here thinking about three layoffs. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, bro, it ain't. And they kept getting worse and worse. Like, the first time, you know, not married, no kids. Then, like, you married. Then you mad with two kids. Yeah, like, come on, man. So. <laughs> you like the first one, all right, but this, now, like, this is getting crazy. I got right. shit to take care of. And the crazy thing was just working in IT, that's how it is, right? Like, every, depending on, on where what you do in IT, I was on the sales side eventually. And with sales, when they have a good quarter, or oh, everything is good. When they have a couple bad quarters, even if you're doing your job, they got to reduce that overhead yeah, and they're right. going to tap you on the shoulder. Right. So, yeah, when you young, mm. when you young with no responsibility, you're like, ah, I ain't like the job anyway. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you, mother. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so it's funny that third time when that happened, I literally came home and I knew we were doing well from a business perspective, you know, because I'm looking at the numbers every day. And I literally, like, they called me on the phone, laid me off because I work remote. Right. Mm. And um, I literally went into the system, ran a report. And gave myself a raise, took my resume down off like LinkedIn, and I was like, "We we pushing all these <laughs> to the middle of the table. Let's make it work." And that was literally. I haven't, I haven't been back since. I ain't gonna say I haven't thought about going back, but I ain't right. been back. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm always curious to know, like, and maybe you maybe you don't know. This. So, when <laughs> a franchise, when you start a business, like, because most most franchises start as just an entrepreneur starting their own business, like, "Hey, I want to make burgers," but then people right. like, then people say, "Oh, this system is great." Maybe you should franchise it. So how do you know? Do you know when do you know if you go into a business like somebody comes out to you? I don't even know if you do, do this type of consultant. If you somebody wants to be 
mm-hmm. franchise their business? Like, do they? How do you know when it's ready to be a franchise? franchise? Yeah, um, there's no like. It's not to say you have to hit certain like metrics to be that. Like, you just have to be willing to put in the work and have to believe that people are going to want to invest in that model. So, number one, are you making money? Right. Like, if you ain't making money, then it's probably not going to work because it actually costs money to turn your, your business into a franchise. Um, and then number two, what I always say is, can you do it in another location? Right. Cause if you do it once, like people like, eh, yeah, but it worked there. I don't know if it'll work anywhere else. When you do it at least twice, in my opinion, that's when you start to say, okay, I have systems that I can follow and I know how to fix certain things when they happen. And now I could hire some people and turn it into a franchise. Mm. Mm. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you, if you if it's people, because a lot of people think, oh, that was just a uh, one hit wonder type of thing. You got to make sure you, right. you can repeat that one hit wondering. Uh, I mean, I give you an example, right? Like we all probably have like an aunt or a grandma that's real, real good at cooking, right? And they make that dish, right. and only right. they can do it, right? Well, then they yeah. can't turn that into a franchise because when only someone else do it, it don't taste the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> right. So when they have, when they're able to show you, because a lot of people that can really, really cook, they don't measure stuff, right? They just right. They season with love, right? And and you know, you gotta be able to get to a point where you say, Okay, this is exactly what goes into this dish. And when right. you can do that, then you can franchise it if someone wants to eat that. Mm. All right. Um, that, yeah, that's a good way of putting that. Yeah. Now now with the Pilates spot, did you like sell the franchise or like cause you're not in in, in into that anymore, right? Yeah, no. So I um I actually built two of them. So I, I used the proceeds. It was it was going real well. It was a top performer in the country. Um, I built out another location, opened a second location, like right in the middle of COVID, which was crazy. Um, and it still did well. And then after like COVID just took a lot out of you as a business owner. Like it was a stressful time. Um, I mean, you worried about you, but you're also worried about your employees and just you know, when you get a, a email from the governor telling you to shut down your business, right? Meaning that right, you're right. not going to get any any revenue that you've been getting. And you got to remember, I had just got laid off six months prior, right. right? So I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, my Pilates studios are doing good, I, you know. I'm, and then it all just kind of. And so for me, it was like, all right, I want to. Since this is doing well, I want to take the capital from it and. I always say it's better to leave too early than too late. Right. right? right. And so I was like, listen, I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead and then use that money, save up a little bit and invest in something else. So mm-hmm. um, I invested in another franchise that I'm building out now um, and then still running a consultant firm. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Yo, that COVID, that COVID messed up everybody. <sighs> but it, and it's so weird when I hear, it's crazy with that when I hear that, like what you just said, it's like, <clears throat> who do you talk to in that situation, because nobody's ever been through the, where the government has right. said. And if they had been, it might have been years and years back. Them right. people are gone now. So it's like, who do you go to in this situation that they yeah. said the government's telling me to shut down my business? It, it was definitely uncharted water. Like, not, none of us yeah. have ever been through a, a global pandemic before. What was interesting, though, and one of the nice things about being with a franchise at that time was um, – so, for example, if COVID kind of happened in waves, if you remember, right? Like, right, right. And so it hit certain states differently. And even the states that it did, I mean, we live in Florida. There's not a lot of rules, right? They, <laughs> Florida was like very resistant to shutting down. Right, we didn't right. shut down until uh, mid-March. California had been shut down a while back, right? So the franchise company was able to look at the states that did shut down earlier 
and how they did things and able to give us information about, okay, this is what you do. This is what you tell your clients. This is what you tell your employees. This is what you tell your landlord. And so that's one of the beautiful things about being with a franchise. You're not in it by yourself. You're going to get some, some knowledge from, from some folks that have been down the road before. So that was, that was very helpful. I mean, if I was like, if this was Chris's Pilates studio and I was just figuring it out, I don't know that it would have worked out the way it worked out. So, yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, that, I like that. I like that because that that means they still. Because for some reason, I didn't even think that the franchise would actually keep in contact with you like that. I almost feel like they would have just said, "Oh, here's your, here's your part." Yeah, when you pick a good franchise company, they're they're going to be very involved in in everything. Like not necessarily all of the day to day, but they're definitely going to run right. some reports and tell you how you're performing, which I love. Like you know, I'm competitive, right? So if I see you doing something, like I'm I'm doing that too. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> if I see someone making some money over there, I get to call them up and be like, "Hey, man, what you doing?" Right? So right. that will like, and it's funny because when when I went into business, like I wasn't trying to like. You know, I never had I was, I didn't, I'm competitive, but I never had to be number one on any list or anything like that. Um, but the franchise company called me one day like, hey, you know, you're doing well. And I had hit when when I did it, I, I just came up with a number just based on the projections and the data that I was looking at. And I was like, man, if I could get to that, I'm good. Right. And so over time, I got to that number and I was like, I was ready to like relax and be like, OK, we yeah. just right here. We're good. And the franchise company called me like, hey, you did good. You hit that goal. But guess what? I think you could double it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So and and they had a plan for how to take the revenue from that number to two X. And, you know, of course, it's not going to happen overnight easy either. Right. But like we put that plan in place and just it just kept just kept happening. So I like that because sometimes when you're ready to just kind of like relax and cool out, the franchise company's kind of giving you that kick like, nah, we need, you know, they make more money the more you make. Right. right. So they, you know, right. they're not going to, uh, you know not leave money on the table if, if they could avoid it. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm always curious, like, um, mm-hmm. like when somebody says, Hey, uh, uh, legacy franchise ventures, like I, I always wanted to be in a franchise. Like, so what they call you, I'm like, Hey, Chris, I, I want to, I got, I got such a, <laughs> I, such got a, a I got a couple, yeah. I got a couple of hundred thousand dollars packed away and I'm thinking about getting a franchise, but I don't know exactly is that how the conversation kind of goes. Like, Hey, I, I think I want to be in franchises, a franchise, yeah. but I don't know. I don't really know exactly which one. Is that how it kind of works? Yeah, I, I typically get two calls. Right, the first call is I want to do like this thing. Like they, they, like I'm dead. I was talking to a um, a friend of mine on Twitter this morning, and she's like, I gotta open a crumble cookies. You know, the, the cookie spot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm working with her now to kind of put that plan in place. So you'll have people that that know what they want, or I would say know what they think they want, right? Because right, right. if I had a dollar for every time one of our people came and said, "Hey, I want to open a Chick Fil A," and then when I tell them about Chick Fil A, they like, "Hey, wait a minute, nah, that that ain't what I want." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not beating up on Chick-fil-A. Like Chick-fil-A is a great company, but you have to work there, right? right like they're right. not they're not in the mold of like, okay, you could keep your job. Like, nah, they need you on them fries, like yeah. 40 to 60 hours right. a week, right? right? So when I tell people, and I, I don't make decisions for people, I just give them information. All right, you want a Chick-fil-A, right. here's what it's going to take, and this is what you're going to have to do. And if that's right. for you, we can walk down that path. So that's the first call I typically get. The second call is kind of people like me, like, hey, I want to do something because either I got laid off or, you know, grandpa left me some money and I want to do something with it. Or I just, I want to come up with a plan to leave corporate America, but I don't know what to do. I have no clue what's out there. I don't know what's good from what's bad. Like those are the people 
that um, I work with a lot because, you know, like I said, once you can open someone's eyes to just what's out there from an, in, in, um, an industry perspective, it just starts to make a lot of sense. So. Right. Mm. Now, you always saw, see all these uh, commercials like, oh, for this franchise, you can only you can start for five thousand dollars. Like, do you, uh, do you find that like if I had like ten thousand dollars, saying like, you know what, I got ten thousand dollars, I want to start this franchise. Can I find a franchise for it that I could start with ten thousand dollars? No, yeah, most likely can. it's a service a service type of franchise because yeah, not like even Chick Fil A. I think Chick Fil A's investment is only ten thousand dollars, but you don't actually own it, right? Mm. So, what you're doing in no in a lot of those situations is Chick Fil A saying, hey. I'm going to pay you like you're going to get money from the revenue that we're going to bring in. Like you never seen a Chick-fil-A without the line around the corner. Right. But guess what? In five years from now, if you say, hey, listen, this was great. I want to sell this business and do something else. Chick-fil-A yeah. going to say, hey, um, if you don't want to do this anymore, that's cool. Give me my restaurant back and you go about your way. You don't have it. So you don't own it. Right. 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 Sometimes it's, it's what you get is what you pay for. And so if you think of it, Chick-fil-A costs like a million. Just think about what the construction costs and what the equipment costs. It's way more than $10,000, right? right? Like, <laughs> so there's no way that they're going to give that to you for free and just let you ride off into the sunset. Uh, but, you know, if you don't mind working there for those 40 hours a week or whatever it is, you can make a sizable income, but you don't have anything you can, you don't have an asset that you own, something that you could sell. So it's like right. a franchise lease. I didn't know, I didn't know this existed. Yeah, that is well, that's considerable. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. and that's that, like with, with my consultations, I ask people, like, okay, why do you want to get in business? And if they say, well, I want to leave something to my son, like I name my firm Legacy because I'm all about leaving something for, for the people that come behind us. Right. So if they tell me that that's their reason or their impetus, like Rob said earlier, right? See, if that's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> words. <laughs> if that's their reason for going into it then i'm going to give them the information and i'm not trying to steer them you know to or from it but i just want them to make an informed decision and if that's the case then they're probably going to end up choosing something else yeah, right yeah. right yeah. Yeah, that'd be tough i mean i wonder if there's ever a chance where you get to own it own it like full out own it i guess like 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 what is it um? wait so Rent to own, <laughs> like the rent to own joint. <laughs> rent to own this joint. Eventually, can I have this? Oh, you just there forever. Is this everybody in your family there forever? As far like it's funny when you really look at like the business model behind a lot of those fast food restaurants. Like they sell burgers and fries and chicken tenders, but they're really real estate companies, right? right. So McDonald's, right. Chick Fil A, they own that real estate, and that's what they're really banking on. Now they will you know, bring in some money from the food as well, but um, you know, they're not just going to give you that restaurant cause that that's worth a couple million. Right. And they're not going to give it to you for 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. You know? You're watching that uh, movie um, about Ray Kroc and McDonald's. I, he, he was the one that really started like, Hey, it's oh, yeah, yeah. a real estate company. Yeah. Not a, um, not a, yep. I was like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Damn, I lost my train of thought thinking about Ray Kroc. That wasn't what I was thinking. Oh, I was, <laughs> <That> was, a, <laughs> it was a great movie. So if you never saw mm-hmm. it, um, everybody go check it out. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Croc. Is it called Croc? I think, yeah, Croc something. Yeah. I think it's Croc, Croc something. I think it's something else behind it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we do. It's on Netflix, ain't it? I don't know. I saw it I think so. a while ago. I don't know. Uh, but it was uh, a. Yeah. Very good movie. It actually, it gave you a good insight in terms of like startups and how to, I mean startup franchises and how they started because it was like it wasn't obviously it was a mom and pop shop. If, well, it was two brothers or something like that at first, um, right? 
And then um, they kind of took it to a different level. Well, my man took it to a different level because he saw the – he owned one of the franchises, but then he saw, hey, this could be more than uh, more than what y'all are doing with it. And, and that's, you know, when you ask that question about how do you turn a business into a franchise, like I always remind people, McDonald's started off with one location at one time, right? Yeah. I mean, we look at it today and we see them on every corner and it's just like a thing, but that's not how they started, right? They started with one location that they were like, hey – I want to do this again, right? And you get to a point where you physically can't do it, right? right like you got to bring people in. So I always tell franchising is a great way to um, to build your business with other people's money, right? Because with franchising, the investor comes in and pays you for the secret sauce and they do the work or hire people to do the work and you sit back and collect the percentage of the money that comes in. So mm. it's brilliant. Nice. Yeah, so... Uh, it's just that's a lot though that's still kind of scary like the the being a franchise all this entrepreneur shit scares me man. i always be like because i always think to myself yeah I, you know what i wouldn't mind doing this doing that and then i'd be like shit well, what is that there's no safety net so that's not a, not it a ain't no net. safety net it's man. that shit is scary. It, it ain't for the week you know what i mean like it's you yeah. know it's like a, it's real money, too, you yeah. know. You know like, what it is? It's for a nigga that been laid off three times. There <laughs> it is, right? Yeah, it's like it's a, I was just gonna say it's like a homeowner. Like when you renting, you can call somebody to uh, fix that. Yeah, oh, I got a yeah, leak. Right. But when you're a homeowner, you're like, oh, I gotta fix that leak, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and with renting, like if, if something go wrong when your lease is done, you leave, right? You go get another right, spot, right? Right. And that's your house. All right. Right. <laughs> You know, so yeah. sometimes you wish you could leave. Like, Fuck, ten thousand dollars I gotta put in for that bike. Yeah, I'm out, right? Nah, that's good. Yeah. It, it is. It is scary, but I think um, being that when you pick a good franchise company, you get so much help with a lot of the stuff. Um, like, think of if you start a business on your own, you got to come up with the idea, you got to figure out how to price it, you got to figure out how to find customers, you got to grow uh, brand recognition because no one knows who the hell you are. The franchise should have all of those things in place and you literally sign the paper and you, you're you off the ground running, right? Like right. you got some wind beneath you, you're ready to roll. So it's still scary though because like I said, it's real money and you know, not all franchises are successful. I mean, a good number of them are, but you know, if you don't put in that work, it ain't going to happen. Right, because you were talking about Crumble. I think it's like a Utah-based uh, uh, cookie company and now people in Delaware... Uh, yeah. Some of this is the power of TikTok and YouTube uh, yep. that made these brands pop for real. For real, hey, whatever, whatever it takes, whatever it works. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, now you can get market if you get the right person to talk about your brand. It can take it to a different, different stratosphere. Um, and I think that's what yeah. happened to Crumble because I didn't know what Crumble was. My daughter had to tell me what Crumble was. I was like, "What is Crumble? I was like, well, it's a cookie, <laughs> a cookie shop." <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> well, I always wanted. Because I, I always see a lot of these, uh, the post about uh, Bojangles, mm-hmm. to buy a franchise for Bojangles. I'm like, yo, that would be great. I love Bojangles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how, what the, where, where would you put a Bojangles at? <laughs> like, well, so do they, do they, when you franchise, or like, it's something that you already got to, like, the areas already have to be built up or is it something that they they find out for you? Like it should go in this spot or 
they'll help you. So your boots on the ground, right? You know your community better than they do because they're probably halfway across the world. But the good franchise companies invest in um, a lot of data around like census data. So they'll know, like, I guarantee you when a Starbucks or Chick-fil-A, any of those big companies pop up, it's for a specific reason, right? right? They know the household income. They know how many houses are within a one, two, three mile radius. They know how much... um, like how much people are spending money, how much discretionary income they have. They even can uh, project what the population will be in five or 10 years. Right. And so they, they use all of that data to make pretty smart decisions and they pass that off to you. I mean, uh, you're the business owner. So it's funny, like with Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, they're going to tell you where to go. Like you, you sign up with them. They're going to say, Hey, you got to move to Iowa or wherever it is. Right. Um, but with some of these newer brands that have a lot more white space, you can say, hey, I want to bring one to, you know, my town here in Delaware, wherever it is. And they'll allow you to do it if it if it checks the boxes. Hey, I know a guy that can help you with that. Just let me know. I'm, I'm all right, all right, all right, all right, let's go. But uh, but it's crazy that you said that because in the area that I live in, I consider it, I'm not going to say it's low income. I, I don't know what they consider this area. But it's weird because we got a, a, um, we have a Starbucks like mm-hmm. right across the street from me. But I always feel like it's like out of place because I'm looking at the area. I'm like, why do we have a Starbucks here? And I guess they're doing all right because they built a hotel next to it. I'm like, and it's a, a like a Marriott, one of those Marriott brands. Yeah. But I'm like, what's going on? Maybe they see something different that's happened that's going to happen in the area because they're working on this whole 95, what's nine corridor shit but it's like i know it's right off the highway well, going I, think into Jersey. What, I think that's the biggest thing is that it's right there but that's probably the big, not actually the area it's probably just the spot yeah. next yeah, to the highway. Cool, right like if you're on a road trip right and i always say this and you're hungry right right even if you don't really eat mcdonald's when you see them go yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you, know, you see McDonald's, McDonald's or you see Ted's burger joint, you're gonna be like, nah, I'm gonna rock with the McDonald's because I know what to expect. McDonald's, yeah. Ted's might be really good, right? But you don't want to take that chance on a road trip, right? right. No, you know what? And now that you put it that way, because all this stuff, like you name it, you can see it off the highway. You can see right. the, the McDonald's off the highway. And people and they'll get yeah, yeah, three lanes to get over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's right before the bridge going to New Jersey. So it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But I always look at the area like, but now I think about it, I've been to places where I've gotten off the highway to go grab something to eat. And I'll be like, what the, f- where am I at? Like, this is kind of sketchy. <laughs> right. Like, like and sometimes I'll be like, why would they even have this spot here? But now that looking at it like that, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. It ain't the actual area. It's the, the, it's the spot where people can get to it easily. That's not from here. Right. But people, people from here probably don't even go there. I don't, I don't know. I don't You'd know. Be I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would be because I don't drink uh, Starbucks at all. I'll go straight to the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> well, that's, you know, just, that's a franchise too, right? Can't you franchise? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Indian people, nah, never mind. But that, that's still a franchise. <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> Like uh, 7-Eleven. And um, like oh. Wawa's a chain, so that's not the same. Wawa is not right. a franchise. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so they you can't franchise Wawa. You have, it, it's just a chain, and they just build right. their own shit and hire people so, to work there. 
Same thing with Starbucks. Yeah, unless yeah. you're... <laughs> My son just busted in there. What's up, man? He, he said, when I get 30, you going to buy me a um, company? <laughs> <laughs> like, I hear you talking. <laughs> I, heard, I heard what you said. Yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. 30 years old, right. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. He ain't going to do shit before 30. He's just going to be like... He's going to be I'm laying back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh yeah, Starbucks unless you're Matthew Johnson, it's he he was able yeah. to to cut. Yeah, that's not a franchise either. That's you know they don't offer them to you know, but you got you know play ball for a couple of years and got a few million. You know, <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah. figure something out for you. you know right, what right. I mean? yeah, yeah. Let's slap Matthew on there, Matthew Johnson, Starbucks. Yeah. yeah, we got you. There you go. We'll make it work. Um, yeah. I'm I'm curious. So when people come, like before people come to you, I guess they should do some pre work. Like, is there a checklist of things that people should kind of know? Before they reach out, like uh, maybe I, I, I need to have at least this, at least this. Like, is there a checklist on what people should look at before they reach out? Not really. I mean, no one buys a business overnight. Like, it's a process that you're going to have to go through. And so you might as well just reach out to me to get, you know, to get there. Now, let me say this. If you if your credit is, you know, four or five hundred, <laughs> you know what I mean? You You can't get a loan. And I, you could still, you could still call me, but just know that it's going to take you some time unless you have cash. Right. So you got to have a little cash. You got to have some good credit typically. Um, And when I say a lot of cash, uh, it's not a lot of cash. It's literally 20% of whatever the project is. Right. So if you find a franchise that's a hundred thousand, you just need 20 grand, like buying a house, right. You need 20% down credit score of probably 680, you know, the higher credit score, the better the the, uh, rate you'll get. But that's that's literally all you need, like on paper. Um, and then you just kind of f- got to figure out what you're good at, what you know, how many hours you want to spend and all that stuff. And I'll help you figure that out. Mm-hmm. OK. OK. So, um, yeah, so uh, that, makes it, yeah. that kind of makes it a little less scary, because if I could just call you. Right. I mean, I know you want to get you. You want to get paid off of this shit, too. But <laughs> like if I could just call you and. Right. and 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 really not have anything in order that much, but be able to talk to you for some assistance. Yeah, yeah. And, not- and the crazy thing is, I don't even charge for my consultations, right? So it's on the house. Um, you know, look at Rod. Rod's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Free yeah. consultation, people. Oh, we about to we about to blow your phone up. Yeah, free consultations, like uh, you know, and the dope. Thing, that's why I say it's the best job I've ever had. I get to teach people. It's, it's something I'm passionate about. I don't have to charge my clients anything. And y'all are like, well, how you get paid? But the franchise companies pay me for having those conversations. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? So um, I don't charge my. And it's not like they they just add more money on to what they was going to charge you. Like the cost of the franchise is the cost of the franchise. They've done some research and they show that when people work with a good franchise consultant and it's a good match, those people make more money and stay in the system longer. Nice. So they're like, Chris here. <laughs> you so it's know like what I mean? Like, it's like a marketing expense for them. Nice. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. They know that they're going to get their money back in the long run. You know, because royalties, those every month, those are coming in. And most franchise agreements are 10 years, right? So just imagine, you know, how much money that's going to bring in if that location does well or whatever business it is. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. See? So do you, 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 have you ever did a, uh, like a, a broad audience uh, type of uh, consultation instead of like individuals, like just have like a, 
course or a class or something like. So I've done like a, a webinar, you know, seminars and stuff like that. I've done more online. I'll, I'll do it at like a local church or sometimes like a fraternity will bring me in. Um, but always looking for those. So if you, if you want me to come and talk to your group or, you know, even if it's online in person, I travel for it. I, I go all over the country doing it. Um, you know, I'm just not famous, which is okay with me. <laughs> the goal is always to be rich and not famous for me. So okay. Yo, you may not be famous to you, though. Right. But that's fair. That's fair. Somebody yeah. else thinks you're famous. Hey, my mama. <laughs> <laughs> now we, we, we were like, yeah, we just had Chris Wilson on. They went, Chris Wilson? The franchise guy? <laughs> right. right. Goals, right? Speak that into existence. I love that. <laughs> but it's crazy because even though you may not consider yourself famous, but maybe in the franchise, in that franchise world, you are like, now that's true. It is a small world, like on the franchise side. Like I always joke, uh, one of my boys, um, we actually met when I went to the Discovery Day in California. He was looking at the same franchise, and we were the only two black dudes in the room, right? <laughs> it's a room with like twenty people, and so we gave each other, you know, the soul brother. Like, yeah. And we we, we, we we are in the beer. We in the beer world, boy. You know, we, we know what you're talking about. Exactly. Exact. So imagine, imagine it in beer. Imagine it in Pilates, right? Like. <laughs> Five years ago, like we, me was looking at him like, oh, it's another one of us. Okay, cool. And uh, you know, he's done real well. He's still my boy. He has a couple locations out in Tampa. Uh, but yeah, so you, you know, in that world, it's not a lot of people. You know, you start to see the same folks at like conventions and stuff like that, yeah. which are dope. So you, you're probably right. Yeah. 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 yeah see? Like, yeah. Nah, I, I, I don't know how far you're into the process because I know you have mentioned that you are on to your next. Uh, franchise. Yeah. I don't know if you want to speak about that or what you're doing on that or how far in the process are you into that? Is like right. grand opening coming? So, yeah, no, so I just had our grand opening in September. Oh, um, okay. we, we launched a uh, salon suite, which is another franchise called Salons by JC. So what we do is we rent out space um, to uh, beauty and wellness professionals. So okay. think barbers, hairstylists, nail oh, techs. Yeah nurse practitioners, chiropractors, anyone that can use like about 100 square feet. Um, so we have a almost 7,000 square foot facility right here outside of Orlando, Florida, in a town called Maitland. Uh, just opened up in September and doing well so far, filling up those suites as fast as we can. And um, and then I'm going to do a couple more of those locations uh, somewhere. I'm, I'm not sure where yet. Right. All right. Um, not nice. I wonder if that... Cause it's almost like, um, like you rent the, I guess it's like one of those ones where you have, like, I guess almost like an incubator type of thing where you, you just go into space or like, uh, what's the, um, what's that share space type of thing where you don't have yeah, to like we work it's pretty much the same thing but it's for think of like salon professionals right so your right. barber you'll come here your barber will have his own or her own suite you know with the key on their door they they set their own hours they bring their own business they don't have to you know be there because the bosses be there they're their, they're their own entrepreneur um, and they're going to rent that space from us um you know for whatever we charge for the week and, you know, they run their business and everyone's happy. So it's, it's a really great fit. Um, I get to, you know, help people grow their business, which I'm passionate about, obviously. Um, have less employees than I had at the Pilates studio, which is awesome. Um, you know, not that I don't like people or anything, but, you know, when you manage people. <laughs> you got to pay, pay them, too. You got to pay them, too. And, like, yeah. you got to deal with them. Comes yeah. up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so. <laughs> I went from having, you know, 40, 50 employees down to having just one at each location, which is, which is super dope to me. 
Yeah. Right, because you don't want nobody jumping over your counter and trying to get that coat. <laughs> Do y'all see that? That lady trying to get her coat from her. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. What be happening to people? That's, <laughs> maybe, maybe that Bojangles ain't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking janitorial would probably be a little easier. I think go in, clean, keep it moving. You don't got to do it to what, too many people. You want to talk about franchises that just make some money, like the, their commercial cleaning space? Yeah. It ain't really? sexy, but oh my goodness, bro. Uh, oh, man, maybe that's something I should look into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not, yo, that, because most of them buildings be empty by the time you get to cleaning, so yeah. you don't got to deal with nobody. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Hmm. Um, all right. Um, I got to talk to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys, he is the man. Any more questions for oh, anything else you want to tell somebody thinking about starting a franchise? Call me. <laughs> Besides that, yeah, um, <laughs> would you say you? <laughs> anything else you want to tell me? <laughs> uh, the big thing I tell people is don't talk yourself out of it. Like I, I did for years saying, oh, I got to have this. I got to have that, which is why I was kind of hesitant to answer the question the way you framed it. Um, just get some information. It's not going to cost you anything. And if it makes sense, you move forward. If not, you'll wait until it makes sense. So that's the biggest um you know, advice I'd give to someone, don't talk yourself out of it before you get the information. All right. And remember, call call Chris because somebody talked him into actually being a consultant because he did such a good job of researching these franchises. So that should tell you Absolutely. something right there. <laughs> like, oh, Absolutely. like he didn't say, yeah, I'm great at doing this. Somebody else said, yeah, you're good at doing this. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a big key. But what goes in, like, what goes into researching a franchise? Like, you looking at their numbers and and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm looking at the numbers, but more importantly, I'm looking at their business model because like we're humans, right? And so we have certain emotional things that we're going to be looking for. Like for me it was stability, right? I didn't want to be laid off again, so I wanted something that I knew could be pretty stable, right? Um you might be looking for something fast-paced and, you know, fast moving you like, you know, what you say you don't like people, you want to be in the cleaning the spaces at night. Right? <laughs> those are all things that go into it, right? So I'm looking at that. I'm going out, I'm meeting the people that are running the franchise companies because a lot of it is going to be culture fit, right? Like if you're an extrovert, you probably want to rock with other extroverts, right? And so right, right. if that person's an introvert, that might not be a good connection for you. To just So I'm looking at all of that and just, I look at it like, you remember Hitch, that movie with right. Will Smith? Yeah. I'm yeah. like that for franchises, right? You tell me what you, who you are, what you're looking for. I figure all of that out and then I match you with a franchise and it's love connection. Everybody makes money. That's yeah. the way it's supposed to work. There it is. Okay. Um, I like that. I like right. that. That was good. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah. All right. Any more questions for uh, Chris? Nah, for the sake of time, no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We could be here all day. We could be here all day. That was just fun, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we want to thank yeah, uh, Chris Wilson of Legacy Fran- Franchise Ventures. Hey, let me plug the podcast before we go. So I have a podcast oh, yeah, on franchising. Yeah, called Winning Franchise Formula. Um, you'll find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the other platforms. Um, so if you just want to get some information, um, listen to a couple episodes, like and subscribe, and uh, tell me that tell me what you're drinking, and I'll help you find a franchise. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to ask you that anyway, so you you, you gave it to me anyway. <laughs> that was my question before before we go. Is there a website for uh, the uh, the the legacy? Um, the, Franchise consultant, is there a website for that yeah. too? 
Yeah, so www.legacyfv.com. So Legacy F is in Franchise, V is in Ventures.com. And then the podcast is Winning Franchise Formula Podcast. So Winning Franchise Formula Podcast. Yo, right. can you can you can you become a franchise like your um your event your uh company? The Legacy it is franchise, actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. So oh. if you want to be a franchise consultant, I can show you how to do that too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. I call my kids the franchise. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. He only franchises kids. You know I mean? <laughs> or, or if he got more than one, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, wait! Nah, you know that can go so many places. <laughs> um, I did it twice. I can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, uh, uh, yo, where can they find uh, find you at? Um, hey. office no, who me or yeah, well, do uh, you got um, where can they find you on IG, social media, and all this good stuff? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, on IG is uh, what is it? LFV Consultants. Uh, office number is six eight nine two four four one nine one four. All right, nice. All right, yo, how about you? You can find me on. On IG at IM302YODA. That's pretty much it. Uh, shout out to uh, Lou Belgium. You can find him on Instagram at Lou Belgium. Uh, you can listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, or uh, you can say Alexa Play, Bruising Banner Podcast. If you want to follow the podcast, you can go to Instagram, Facebook, and X, uh, TikTok. Uh, remember to smash that like button, rate and review, all that good stuff. Um, leave a comment because that, leave a comment on post. Rate and view on i on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever your favorite plat- platform is because that is the best way to say yo we love Bruce and Banner Podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Arby Plaza. Like, no, I'm just joking. Stupid. <laughs> 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 uh, no, shout out to her because she is from Delaware. But <laughs> if you follow her pie, you follow her page, you know I said that. But um, uh, yeah. you can go to www.bruisingbanter.com as well to check out um what we got coming up. Uh, we do got um, coming up soon in um, February. We have our new, uh, we spoke about last week, our new uh, black trivia or trivia experience coming to a brewery near you. Uh, more details to follow soon. Uh, so come out this, if you know as much as you think you know about Martin or or uh, and living single. I mean, living single. And living color. <laughs> I said. Living color. <laughs> I, I mixed them up. You mixed them two together. Yeah, I did. And, uh, and Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. Yeah, if you know as much as about you think you do. Come out and uh, hang with us. Um, uh, more details yeah. to follow. Uh, once again, want to thank Chris Wilson for coming through on the podcast. This has been episode two thirty-four. Oh, if you want to follow, find me, Rob Stay Bruton. There it is. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, everybody know by now. <laughs> there it is. Master of pot. <laughs> Master of Bater. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Until uh, next time. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.